0: Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. It's Jeanette, your host. I'm so excited to bring you a brand new 101 episode of Hashtag Single with another badass single lady. And this is a really cool moment for me because in all of our, what are we at, 45, 46 episodes, um, this is the first time I've had a conversation with... (laughs) almost a complete stranger. Most of the guests I brought on, as you guys have known, have been friends of mine or connections of mine. And the guests I have today and I actually connected through a comedy community called Hoo-Ha-Ha. If you don't know it, look it up. It was founded by Elizabeth Banks. And it's basically just a creative community and digital content studio that celebrates and elevates women in comedy. Hell yes. Yes, please. Thank you so much. So there's no better reason to have that as our backbone for March's Women's History Month one-on-one conversation. I'm so excited to talk with you more. Mona, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. I, I love doing other female podcasts because there's like a relatability factor that just comes
0: in. So I love that. Yes, and like I said, I'm, I'm thrilled because this is like, it's a new frontier for me. I mean, we've emailed obviously, but we are really strangers. Um, so this is really fun. Like I'm just, we're getting to know each other at the same time and connecting over female comedy and of course, singledom as well. And Mona brought in her friend, Jonathan, as our voice of the patriarchy today. Jonathan, thank you for being on Hashtag Single.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm happy to represent.
0: <laughs> yes, the patriarchy is alive and well. <laughs> I don't know what happened if, if the patriarchy ever went away. I wonder if I'd have to rename that, the voice of the patriarchy. But I'm not really worried about it. Are you, Mona?
1: Uh, not in the slightest. I uh, <laughs> Speaking of patriarchy, I mean, I was watching Promising Young Woman last night. Did Have you guys seen that Oh, movie? it's so good. It's so it, freaking good. <sighs> It's so good. It's so. At first, I was like, where is this going? And then I was like, oh my God, what? I'm like, somebody's gonna die at the end. Somebody's gonna die. There's something very dark that's gonna happen. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know about you, but the one thing that kept going through my mind was like, Oh my God, I've met so many douchebag single guys who are like, Oh my God, I'm totally a nice guy. I I remember this one time I was on a date with this British dude and uh, it was our first date. And we were like down on like Redondo Beach or whatever. And we were walking and he was like, you know, I want to teach my children manners, manners, manners. (laughs) And as he's saying that he's trying to put his hand on my ass. I shit you fucking
0: not. And I was like, "You <laughs> motherfucker! Like you talking about you're like, manners? Let's be like- clear about what, <laughs> like whose manners? Yeah, your right. manners or my manners?" <laughs> (laughs)
1: I was like you can't teach manners if you don't have manners like seriously what the hell Uh, so ridiculous so I was watching that movie and I was like I've met so many douchebags who are like but I'm a nice guy it's like yeah of course you are sure you are Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah,
0: okay no that that's the movie we've all been waiting for for like at least three to five years if not a decade or more so it was like Phenomenally satisfying on multiple levels. If you 100%. guys have no idea what we're talking about, you should watch this movie. It has Carrie Milligan. It's like a horror thriller about a woman that um, takes revenge for her friend's rape and death. I know it doesn't sound yep. like palatable, but like it's really juicy. And we won't tell you how she takes advantage of, or rather, takes revenge on them. But it's dark. Agreed. It's really satisfying. Yep. Anyway, so back to you, yep. Mona. Tell me everything. Uh, You know how the podcast starts. Give me status quo. Where are you at in your single life? Where are you at in your dating journey?
1: Uh, You know, uh, I always say that dating in Los Angeles is like going through the clearance section at the 99 cent store. You're going to go through a lot of trash. And sometimes you might find a gem. You're like, oh my God, what is this gem doing in the middle of this trash? And then you look further and you're like, oh, because this is also trash. Uh, and <sighs> then you realize you're like, oh, I'm somehow also part of the trash because I'm standing in the clearance aisle. Oh, uh, no, so don't I don't say know what's that. happening. <laughs> uh, you are not the trash. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh, but I feel like, <laughs> you welcome. know, it's like. I feel like if you stand in the in the trash a little longer, you also begin to stink of trash a little bit. So um, I think for me, it's not going good. I was seeing someone during the pandemic and then they revealed themselves to be a person who doesn't believe that COVID is real. Um, no, and they believe that, no. Yes yes and then they came out and said that you know COVID isn't real uh and that everything is fine we should just open up all the gyms because they're a gym owner and uh, i said well wouldn't you feel any level of remorse or guilt if somebody came to your gym and like Got COVID and died, and right. his response was, uh, "How are they going to find out that it, they got sick to my gym?" And I was like, "I think this is the end of this relationship." So <gasps> I'm gonna take my leave. Yeah. Um, so
0: that's how it's going. I feel. I feel like I've had a lot of friends, including myself, that have ended up in match conversations with like anti-maskers and COVID hoax people, and. Yeah. The thing that I'm so curious about is, like, I mean, I think that is a default in their morality, in their judgment, in their intelligence. But I'm wondering, like, if we didn't have the mask and the COVID thing for them to reveal themselves, like, how would we have found out that they were douchebags? Do you know what I mean? I mean... I mean
1: eventually the douchiness cannot hide itself like it's like has a like a 90 day novelty period and then the douchebaggery (laughs) will come somehow comes you know be revealed in some shape or form so if it didn't if it didn't come out via them telling that they don't believe that COVID is real then it's gonna come out them treating you like a douchebag because I had like a moment of epiphany one day in the shower I don't know if this happens to you but I get like my greatest ideas in the shower because I guess my brain is relaxed Mm. and the. waters on my head and I remember taking a shower and being like, man, every time I meet one of his friends, they turn out to be massive douchebags. And then I'm like, why is that? And then I'm like, maybe because he is also a douchebag. That's why he's friends with other
0: douchebags. And then they reveal <laughs> to love be they- like, oh yeah, I don't believe that COVID's real. <laughs> Isn't it weird how long it takes your brain to realize things? You're just like, <laughs> that, like that seems like something that theoretically your instinct should tell you right away as an intelligent woman that you're like but why you're like five months in and you're like why are all these friends douchebags wait a minute right it's like but, your, but you' like you know what it is your though. smart intelligent female brain is catching up what tell me you get dickmatized, right
1: sometimes the dick is so good dick. you're just like I can't see clearly I can't think clearly I have, never, I have like dick fog you have, have never like dick been in the state of in your of head dick- Digmatization. You've never, I don't think, I've ever. Really, you've I've never been digmatized. <laughs> there's, I... there's dick fog. There's digmatized. You're digmatized, and you're just like, oh, I can't see straight. And then once the fog begins to clear up, you're like, Ah, oh, dish nozzle. Is okay. that is that the dick version of like pussy whipped? it's the dick version of pussy whip for sure okay yeah for yeah. sure yeah i don't even know what pussy whipping is i quite frankly don't even know what pussy <laughs> popping is i was wondering about that the other day i was like what is that
0: <laughs> well don't google it
1: i'm You're gonna, gonna webmd that shit crazy i'm gonna webmd i'm gonna <laughs> webmd it
0: pussy popping is on webmd that would be like you need like an urban webmd you know what i mean pussy we, pussy popping <laughs> Pussy whipping. Um, That's a good point. I wonder where pussy whipping, like, like, now that I think about it, like, your brain thinks of the literal whipping a pussy. Yeah. You know, I guess it's like a weird turn of phrase. I mean, there's also WAP,
1: right? Thanks to Cardi B. There's also the WAP. It's like, oh, yeah, the wet ass pussy. But
0: but pussy whipping is more like, (laughs) it's like handcuffs. You know what I mean? Like, like the dickmatized. But what? uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the the wet ass pussy is not really like a like a handcuff, really. That's just like a it's a treasure. It's a it's a present.
1: I think it's will. more like an appetizer before you get uh, pussy whipped. I think that's what happened.
0: Oh, <laughs> and we are just recreating the sex scene here on. <laughs> 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 but You know what we've done? We've done. We've done a lot of digressing away from you and your story. So let's go back to it. So you've been single for how long? Uh, I guess I've been single since December now. Okay, and and do you you come out of like a long-term relationship or was it like a short-term thing or what?
1: It was like a short-term thing.
0: We were seeing each other for about three months or so. Oh Uh, yeah, you did say you you dated someone in the pandemic. Congratulations. I don't know how you you. achieved that feat.
1: I don't how? know either. I actually told him, I was like, I don't think we should go out on a date. I remember telling him that on the first time we spoke. And he was like, no, you know, we'll like do social distancing and we'll see how it goes. And we just kind of never stopped seeing each other after that. We just kind of, you know, just really got along. And then he was hiding his... Uh, his wacky bullshit about not believing in COVID. Um, And then eventually I actually also asked him straight out. I'm like, you didn't vote for Trump, did you? I was just so blatant about it. And he was like, no, 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 I didn't vote for it. I'm like, you bet you fucking better tell me that shit right now.
0: And he was like, no, I didn't do it. I'm like, "Okay, all right. It's crazy that like we unfortunately those two mm, personality traits, distinctions, I don't know what to call them, uh, go together. It's like I mean, you're you weren't making a a far reach of judgment by asking him that. You know what I mean? Right. And it's also unfortunate that, like, now we have to be careful, like we can categorize crazy douchebag guys by a person that they voted for. Like, I find that to be a really sad state of political affairs in America. You know,
1: right, right. I mean, you know, it's it's it just tells you that we when you have a bad leader in place, this is what they do. They just divide people rather than Mm -hmm. uniting people. So, I mean, it's I've literally never, ever on a date or just spoken to a guy for the first time and asked his fucking political point of view like that has just never
0: happened. But no, not until this like this, even like the last two years, I've had friends that are starting to do that or they'll put on their profile like if you voted for Trump, like swipe. Left. right
1: i you i used to write that but i don't write it anymore but you can kind of suss it out when you like read their profiles you're just like hmm am i smelling douchebag here uh but he didn't have much on his profile so i couldn't really smell the douchebaggery much but of course when i then met him and then you know all the stuff eventually that it started coming out and i was like oh but you okay. but you dated him for what three months three months he hit it for three months but that's what I'm saying that's a that's the digmatization and the hiding the novelty is about 90 days 90 days is really the <laughs> make or break right then you're like am I digmatized or is this person really good and you're like I'm just digmatized let me clear up that fucking dick fog from my brain to really like assess a better situation here I'm just like okay this is bad this is this is I am standing in the clearance section of the 99 cent store let me get the fuck out of here
0: i mean on the one hand like you are probably the two percent of single people in the world that g- managed to get laid during a pandemic oh really two you know, percent I, I have no so right i now. have no idea but i do know that we're not connecting and we're lonely and you know i'm barely meeting people and dates much less getting to a point where i can like have sex with them really? so i think i think well you're not doing like one night stands anymore where you like go out on saturday night and sort no. of find someone goodness. to go home with Ugh, so you know well. like And I think at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people were just doing uh, uh, I don't I want to qualify that because I I was hearing that I can't say for sure. I was hearing that people were connecting. But then there was like a a backtrack of it. People were freaking out and being like, wait, you're meeting total strangers like uh, you don't know anything about their health situation. You know what I mean? Like there's a disease being spread here. And like how much do I just want to like find someone on the Internet to have sex with because I'm lonely? Like so I think people wisened up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, dating in Los Angeles isn't good to begin with, and the pandemic just added that extra layer of bullshit where you're just like, oh, my God, like before you could at least just go on a date or meet somebody and just figure it out if you want to go out with them. Now you don't even have that. So your love life is kind of delayed by a whole year, year and a half, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think so. I feel like we've all been sort of just waiting. I certainly feel like that. Like I'm just waiting for things to change again, so I can meet people in real life. Because um, I'm just like I don't think anyone that I've ever talked to on the apps in the last six months ish plus has been um, real about meeting uh, Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, so here's an example, right? So this this guy I matched with the other day, um, he said, "You seem really fun and interesting. I'd love to get to know you. Do you want to go get a glass of wine?" And something I have learned in the pandemic is that I quite like the uh, FaceTime screening process. Yes. So I've started saying, I'm not meeting people in real life yet, which I am, but not right away. Uh, Would you be open to a FaceTime? Mm -hmm. CD unmatched me. (gasps) Just
1: didn't even say like, no, he just deleted. Oh, no, no, you don't understand. The thirst is so real out there. It's crazy. Like these guys, I mean, they're like salivating at the mouth. I had a guy I was talking to via FaceTime and I could have sworn. I was like, are you drooling? I was like, you may want to wipe your drool. (laughs) I was like what what it, it must is? be so horny oh my god it's like bears that can't seem to catch salmon like they're losing their fucking minds they're like oh my god there's like honey dip salmon and I just want to grab it as a bear and they can't get to it I had a I I had this one guy I was talking to him he just started telling me all this fucked up shit about his life I'm like whoa 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 hit the brakes there, fucking Ted Bundy. You're scaring the <laughs> shit out of me. What the fuck? He was like, Poor oh thing. yeah, oh my God. He was like, yeah, I have uh, like, I have like this emotional thing. I'm like, what's the emotional thing? He goes, he goes. I can't talk and like look and do FaceTime at the same time. I'm like, excuse no, me? Yes. No, Yes. no. <laughs> Yep. I was like, so you can't multitask. I'm like, you can't talk and look at the same time. He's like, no, no. I, I just have this thing that this happens to me. I'm like, what? What <laughs> thing is that? I'm like, are you going to also bury my body in, in your freezer? Is that also what's going to happen here? Like, I'm no, like it this sounds is like
0: weird. the same thing that was problem problematic with the guy that I match with. It's just like, you know what you can't do on FaceTime? you can't fuck on FaceTime and so you know you can pretend you want to meet me for a glass of wine but when you say I'm fun and interesting and you want to get to know me I'm now realizing no you don't actually need to get to know me and you don't really find me interesting yes you just want to have sex with me thank you that's correct yeah Yeah, that's correct and that guy too he's like I don't want to talk to you (laughs) that's right
1: I don't want to talk to you with a screen in between oh no the worst part was he goes uh the worst part was I was like uh, have and then he was like oh yeah my my grown grown-ass sister lives with me I'm like why is that he's like she also has some emotional problems and I help her out I'm like yeah because that's really appealing I'm like oh yeah that's that sounds amazing I was like hey listen I, I'm gonna go eat dinner I'm starving and then I like quickly hung up and then I sent him a text because I did not want to ghost him and be an asshole I was like hey thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me I just didn't feel the chemistry of the connection I really want to wish you the best of luck in your search I tend to do that I don't like to ghost people um, yeah dude he wrote me back a fucking five page text of how amazing he is what I'm missing out on I have to give him a chance to meet him in person for him to impress me And I was like, okay, I'm like, wow. Uh, I was like, yeah, you definitely have emotional problems. Like there's no denying about that. I'm gonna go now. Like, and I had to like delete and block him because he just kept messaging me. It was fucking weird.
0: I mean, I I have a lot of empathy for people that are going through a lot of emotional and mental issues especially that were brought on by the pandemic but sure just this makes me think of something that someone said to me recently uh one of our uh uh recent episodes we were talking to our voice of the patriarchy and he was like the reason why ghosting has started to become so normalized is because women his female friends were like, I can't turn a guy down because he won't accept it as an answer. They'll just get a, uh, I won't accept no for an answer. I'll keep coming at you. I'll keep texting you. Well, I'll get this, like, five-page explanation of why you're wrong. So it's actually easier for women just to, like, let guys go. But I am I agree with you. Like, I don't, I like to treat people the way I, I want to be treated. So I don't want to disappear on people because I don't I don't think that's respectful and adult. That's good." There is a danger for for a woman to tell a guy, no, I'm not interested, because then you have to deal with his freaking ego and his his pride and his, um, I don't know what else, (laughs) whatever his damaged, damaged goods of like rejecting the fact that you're rejecting him right right
1: and and it's exactly what you just said i i don't want to put that kind of energy out in the world because i don't want that coming back to me so i'm just like you know what i'll be civil about it you know i'll i'll just be like hey wish you wish you the best of luck because i don't want to i don't want to be that other fucking douchebag in la it's like oh my god she ghosted me it's like i i don't want to do that you know yeah and by the way the term ghosting is not a correct term because ghosts haunt you um and they show up so but the ghosting, this term ghosting, the way the context it's using, it's incorrect. Because ghosting is not, you just, I just consider that just disappearance. Like, it yeah, just it's just not as cute. There's no emoji. There's no emoji. Just <laughs> fucking disappear. Because ghosts come and haunt you. Like,
0: they come and, like, show up, show She's up, sorry. uninvited. They don't pay for rent. Yeah, how uh, about vaporizing? Vaporize. vaporized the other day. Uh, see, I'm Sounds about kind of hot. I'm,
1: Exactly. <laughs> just fucking vaporize. Vicks vapor of yourself. I don't fucking know. Vaporize.
0: But, you know? Uh, we're going to start it. We'll start it. Hopefully it'll introduce itself into Urban Dictionary within the year. Precisely. Speaking of, by the way, I just want to add this, is that Jonathan just put in the chat, which, sorry, listeners, you cannot obviously see, but I'm going to read it to you. He wrote, according to Urban Dictionary, when a female bends all the way over to the front, exposing one's vaginal area from the back, <laughs> allowing one's dancing partner to pop it. That's that's pussy popping. Interesting. I oh thought God. it was a little something that I could do on my own. That's unfortunate. I, <laughs> do I, I, I don't want a partner to pop it. I want to pop it on my
1: own. I feel so informed. Um, wow. I feel like my life has just become better because I just learned pussy popping. That's and amazing. Pop- from our voice to the
0: patriarchy. You know, um, I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> if there was a metaphor for 2021, I don't know. It's in there somewhere. So, awesome. how is um? You're a comedian. You're a stand-up comedian. Yes, I am. Um, and freaking hilarious. I want to say I watched your videos and well, uh, you a much. lot of your work. And uh, I think you're you're doing the Lord's work. I'm
1: say. doing the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You <laughs> know, just <laughs> just out here putting out terms like "dick fog" and "dickmatize" <laughs> out in the world. That's Vaporizing. That's uh Lord's yes. wo- vaporizing. Just doing the Lord's work, indeed. Look at that. But
0: what is it? How what is dating like? In the comedy scene in la is it just like non existent or the other way around are you just like as a, a woman in comedy are you just getting hit on like all the time no I you know I think I've been
1: around for a bit so they kind of know me i I have a no comic dating policy I have never ever dated a comic nor will I ever date a comic now that's just a policy i have i don't like to mix business and pleasure um i think we know uh all due respect uh that male comics are not the most well-adjusted human beings um so and uh, you know i don't want to generalize but uh, i it's just usually not a good idea uh but i usually kind of date outside so you know i like to uh go and date someone who's an entrepreneur or somebody you know Who's a who's really so much not in the profession? I would consider dating like a producer or a writer, so you can at least like connect on a creative level. But um, yeah, dating is you know dating is quite difficult here because you also have to understand that like the neighborhood I live in in L. A. is 75% entertainment. 75. Well, that means oh god, yeah. so everybody's out hustling. Everybody's looking for the next best thing. Everybody's trying to be established, famous. You know, mm. trying to get that next gig. So it's very difficult to find people who are like trying to do the same thing as you as far as like looking for a relationship because people are just like i'm just gonna be make, i'm gonna make it i'm gonna be famous and then i'm gonna have all this i'm gonna have a pick of my choice Right. So nobody's really looking for anything serious. It's kind of it's kind of like you're like a temporary situation until something better comes along. I've literally been on a date with a guy while he was on a date with me. He was looking around for something better. I'm not kidding. He was like, or like
0: looking to like network when you were.
1: Oh, yeah. I've had a guy. I had a guy recently. He was just like, "Hey, you know, maybe you can uh, if if we even if we don't end up dating, maybe you can like make some connections for me or introduce me to some people." Um, Ew. Yeah, and Ick, I was just, Ick, Ick. And I was like, maybe I can just block you and just pretend like I never met you. I could also do that, uh, which I feel is probably the more appropriate approach. So, yeah, the dudes will do that or they'll say things like girls do that. Uh, I've heard from guys say girls would be like, why don't you just follow me? I like my Instagram. What are you looking to date? Or are you looking for fucking followers?
0: This is not <laughs> oh the my- place to look for
1: followers. God, that's
0: like the seventh level. I mean, I think it's hard to date in New York, but I never even considered how uh, disgusting and, and yeah, shallow correct. the dating scene could be because you don't know anyone's like true intention. That's correct. If you're constantly being surrounded by people who are trying to like climb over you to get to the next level. I mean, you can tell people's true intentions when they say
1: dumb shit like that. They've already revealed. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're saying dumb shit like like, oh, if it doesn't work out. Yeah, if it doesn't work out, then I'm not your fucking manager. Keep it moving. Like, seriously, (laughs) like what? Uh, I mean, just the audacity of some people. You're just like, you you got to be fucking kidding me right now. I had this one guy ask me. uh, We were like barely dating for a month and he was just like, hey, um, do you think I can borrow three hundred dollars? from you and he's a he's a talent manager He's supposed to be yes he's supposed to be a talent manager he's like can I borrow $300 from you because I kind of lost my place because it got flooded uh, and I need to go stay at an Airbnb and can I borrow $300 from you to go have an Airbnb and I was just like i was oh my like god i had the opposite of WAP here it's dap dry ass pussy. so <laughs> like i immediately shriveled up get the fuck out of my face like i'm like That's oh my insane. god yeah i was like my panties came up so back up so fast i was like i gotta go
0: yeah but it, do that here does it ever make you despondent about like finding someone in la like do you ever have doubts about staying there and or or i don't know finding someone I honestly, at this point,
1: don't really know if I'm ever going to find anyone in L.A. Uh, I hear really good things about dudes in Chicago. So the moment (laughs) I get vaccinated, I'm fucking making a flight after Chicago. I will be sitting there and just uh, scouting. Maybe I'll wear a big sign. I am single and looking for a good Chicago man. There's a good comedy scene in Chicago, too. There's a great comedy scene in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. You're just going to be a little chilly. Precisely. I mean, if not, if you go during summer, summer is beautiful there. Don't go in the winter. Yeah, Chicago.
0: But I hear great things about dudes in Chicago. Great things before pandemic times. When you went on dates and you told people that you were a comedian, did you ever get any like negative backlash? Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Um. It's not that the the negative backlash is like right up front. Um I was dating this guy. <laughs> this is a great story. So, I was dating this uh, Turkish guy, he's a Turkish Muslim guy. So now I'm Pakistani and I'm Muslim and grew up Muslim anyways. Um and we were dating for a bit. We really, you know, hit it off. This is about like 3-4 years ago. Um and we were dating, we were having a good time and I was like, "Hey, i am going to be uh you know featuring for this really big headliner at a comedy club this weekend you should come with us come come with me and he goes like okay so it's just me uh it's the host uh, i'm the feature act and there's a headliner uh and it's a room full of like 250 people it's packed wow. it's a packed room right it's a friday night so i go up there i'm like rocking and rolling fucking killing having a really great time and while i'm on stage I look over to him and he is looking around with absolute fear in his eyes like he is fucking terrified of what the fuck I am doing on stage. okay? Was he afraid of what you were gonna say? Like he, he thought w- you He was afraid of he, it, I intimidated him of having a command of a room of 250 oh. people. and it scared the shit out of him it scared it intimidated him as if i was challenging his masculinity as if i was telling the world how big his penis was and he was fucking terrified so after the show i was like hey how did you like it and he was like yeah it was good and then that was it and he did not want to talk about it and then i was making a trip to dallas to visit my family and you know we were like communicating every single day we'll text and we'll meet And then when I went to Texas to visit my family, he disappeared. Like he stopped messaging me, stopped talking to me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So then I get a long text message from him uh, one day before I'm supposed to return. And he's like, this isn't gonna work out. I don't think we're the right match. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, can you get on the phone with me and talk to me as like what the fuck is going on? And he gets on the phone with me and he's just like, yeah. He's like, look, um, you know, I, my mom's, you know, my mom Um, will never be able to like the fact that you get up there and you tell some dirty jokes on stage. (gasps) And I was like, first of all, let me make something very fucking clear. Your mother doesn't even live in America. She lives in fucking Turkey. She doesn't even speak English. What the fuck are you talking about? That she's right, not right, gonna right. mind my dirty jokes? I was like, second. I was like, did you tell your mother that you smoke, you drink, you fuck around? You mm-hmm. know, does your mother know that you're not such a good Muslim boy? That you're fucking pretending to be? You hypocrite? Um, and he was like, yeah, but you know, that's. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, what you are is a fucking. T- two-faced hypocrite is what the fuck you are. You hold me to a different standard than you hold yourself because I'm a woman. And I was like, the last thing I want is a little misogynistic piece of shit in my life. So how about you go fuck yourself? And that was the end of that.
0: Mona, oh my God fucking all the awards yeah
1: yeah that's how that's I've, how that was handled that no that fucking that your that speech was fire well thank and you i like thank you. i wish i, I just feel like you. more women need to just stand up for themselves and rather than being like oh my god but i can accommodate it's like you know what suck a dick seriously fuck <laughs> off
0: Good for you. I mean, honestly, yes, theoretically, we should be able to like when we receive that kind of belittlement and disempowerment from someone that we're dating. Yeah, like we should be able to get up and be like, here's why you're wrong. This is why you're hypocritical and this is why you're a child. But, but, (laughs) you know, we're not we're working through all of our own issues with wanting to be wanted and wanting to be liked, because that's why the way we were socialized. So this we're all work in progress, but I fucking love that you said that out loud. And I love that you said that to him. I mean, for me, when I heard the whole thing, I was like the immediacy or the immediate thought that came to me was like, it's just about power. Yeah, that's right Like you're on stage you are you are powerful you're using your words you're using your intelligence you're using your opinion your brain and you have a command of a room and a woman in power is a fucking scary thing yeah especially if you're if you're sleeping with her yep that's right i mean
1: the fact that he was trying to demean me that he thought that was a demeaning thing that i tell dirty jokes i'm like I'm like, I may tell dirty jokes, but I'm not a fucking hypocrite, tell you that. I was like, I'm not the one pretending to be like this good Muslim girl or good Muslim person to be like, oh, I don't do dirty things. And, you know, and then be in the back fucking, you know, sucking 100 dicks like I am what I am. Like what you see is what you get. I'm not fucking you know pulling any bullshit over here so yeah uh but yeah i, I mean i d- i usually don't tell people especially on my dating profile that i'm a stand-up comic you have to kind of earn that from me from this point on i have learned in the last since that situation i'm like you have to l- earn that out of me if we go on first date you're not gonna learn that second date if i feel it, it's good that i can trust you maybe i'll tell you You have to literally earn that from me at this point. I'm not going to tell you that.
0: Is that because you think people will prejudge you?
1: Yes, they prejudge you. Or you get, like, dumb shit. Like, uh, I had a guy once tell me, he was just like, you're a comic, why aren't I laughing? And I was like, because you're not looking in the mirror. That's why. Um, (laughs) Like
0: who says that oh my god i'm gonna steal that <laughs> oh everybody in the minute like literally they cross their arms and they're like do a trick you know what i mean that's um it's, yeah it's again yeah. it's a yeah, weird exactly. sense of like taking away i mean, truly what it is when people see other, like oh you're funnier than i am and that is another position of power so the way to knock that down wait uh-huh. especially for a woman you got to take her down a notch and be like you're not funny to me people say that's why women they people say women aren't funny because people who can uh-huh. make people laugh have power and you you, you that's again, right you gotta knock a woman down That's can right. she can't be pretty and have power jesus christ yeah precisely no and the moment i sense that from a man
1: and that's why i talk to them first or do facetime and you know and if i put that out there a little bit about be funny and if he gets intimidated or he has to not, not put me down a notch i'm out uh we don't Good. need to talk any further true story hell yeah yeah, uh, that's just my that's my vetting. I, I think uh, that's my vetting process. I'm just like, yep, if you can't handle this, you're definitely not going to be able to handle the rest of it. So I'm going to oh, spare no. you about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish there was an actual filter. <laughs> I wish there were a filter for all of the things we've talked about, uh, you know, just talking about like the the douchebag filter, the uh, hypocrite. Like, I wish you could just filter out somehow based on a very easy, simple question that would just give you all the answers and be like, I know exactly who this person is, but I think yep. we're pretty intuitive yep. people. And we're getting, I think there we're is, getting though, better at right? it.
1: I think people tell you people tell you who they are. You just have to pay attention so true that's you so know, true. people do tell you who they are and and the other thing is that i think also women are really notoriously conditioned to do this where it's like be nice smile be nice give him an opportunity oh my yeah, god 100 and yeah. it's like no no if you're a crappy person and you're showing me all that I don't need to give you make any excuses for your bad behavior i don't need to make any excuses for the dumb shit that's coming out of your mouth you told me who you are i believe you and now i'm moving on
0: goodbye exactly is there anything that you like a takeaway that you got from the pandemic aside from like anti-maskers revealing who they are (laughs) in the single world the dating world yeah like yeah just like something that you're like like you know, we were going along and we were just sort of like dating and meeting people and maybe just just caught up in the energy in, of our lives. And then the pandemic hit and dating became like a lot more weighted. And I think a lot of people started to, to think more thoroughly about this process and especially using dating apps. The one thing that I've definitely learned, you gotta FaceTime people you got to
1: FaceTime people before you meet them. This is going to be until I found the person for me. This is going to be my go to. I think so time, too. You can tell if you have chemistry with a person when you see
0: them. Right, exactly. That no, that like the screening process. Why was I not doing this before? I wasted so much time and money. I'm like I'm going to be yeah. FaceTime screening going forward. Honestly, um, before we switch over to Jonathan, uh, since you're a comedian and since you're a storyteller, I know you have a really good um like horror <laughs> dating story for me would you love to share with me? Yes, yes I do. Yes. Okay. I have
1: a, I have a few but this one is probably Pick on your favorite. Yep, this is the top of the list. That's okay. it's just there. So I was briefly dating this very handsome Latin man, um, American, like born and raised in Texas, moved out here about eleven years ago, Um, and you know he worked in IT and stuff. We met on the first date. I wasn't really impressed, but then he was just like, "Let's go on another date," and I was like, "All right, I'll give the guy a chance." Then we went on dates and we just kind of clicked, and it wasn't like this great chemistry, but he was a nice guy, so I was like, "All right, I'll give this a chance and see where it goes." So we were about a month in. And it was my my birthday in May. And it was like, hey, I have a plan. I would like to take you out for your birthday to Vegas. And I was like, Vegas. like, whoa, I'm like, honestly, you don't have to do that. I was like, it's going to cost you a lot of money. I was like, don't worry about it. It's really not a big deal. We can just go out to a nice dinner. He's like, no, 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 Uh, I'm going to make all the arrangements. And I was like, Jesus, I've never had a guy freaking plan out of my birthday in Vegas. That's very sweet. So we are like on our way to Vegas. We're driving um, and we're driving in my car. Uh, so he's driving my car, but it's my car. So uh, because he has a giant like Texas truck or whatever. But the one, the few things that I noticed about him is that he never really had friends that he talked about. Like he never really had like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with this friend. And so I, on our way there, we stopped for breakfast and I asked him, I'm like, hey, do you have like, don't you have like friends that you hang out with? And he goes, no, I don't have a need for them in my life. And I was like, what, (laughs) red flag, what do you mean? He was like, no, you know, I don't really, I don't have a need for them. So all of a sudden my ears go all the way up and I'm like, you better pay attention. There's something weird here. So then we arrived to the NGM Grand is cause that's where we were staying. And we check in and this room is very interestingly designed. So when you walk in on the left hand side is the shower and the bathroom and then there's a sink and then you go behind this wall and that's where the room is. So we get there and he somehow picks a fight with me about he he's like basically telling me how the business works he's like oh no you know this is how the industry works I'm like you're in IT why are you arguing with me about how TV and film works like this is so bizarre you know so then I was like all right I'm just I'm not gonna sweat it right whatever next day uh, I wake up and go into the step into the shower and as I step outside I hear him talking so I'm like I know he's not talking to a friend, because God knows we know he doesn't have friends. He's probably <laughs> right. talking to a family member. And then as I'm about to begin to brush my teeth, I hear another voice. He was talking to himself, and it was something like this. He goes, mm, but I, I don't want to do know it, I, I don't want to do it. And the other voice goes, but you have to do it. You have to do this. What the fuck? Mm, I, I don't want do to. And I have fucking, my, the hair on the back of my neck are standing up. I'm like, is this motherfucker having a multiple personality disorder? Is his personality, personality splitting right now? I'm like, oh my God, I am gonna, he's gonna, he's probably deciding right now where he's gonna bury my body on the oh outskirts of Vegas. That's what the fuck is happening. So I'm standing in my towel and I am fucking terrified. And I'm like, do I just run out at this point and just scream? Bloody murder? Like, what do I do at this point? So I'm like standing at the door. I'm like, okay, Mona, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. So I'm like, hey, so and so person, are you talking to yourself? And all of a sudden I hear, <gasps> are oh you talking God. to yourself? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm oh like, God, well, oh cut God. it out because you're scaring the shit out of me right now. <laughs> and he's like, Mm-mm. I walk into the room and he doesn't want to make eye contact with me because he's so full of shame that somehow I discovered this fucking crazy, I guess, or like this multiple personality disorder side of him. So I'm just like, okay, what? what the fuck is happening right now and then from that point on i was like dude i'm not gonna fight with you i'm not if you say the sky is black i will be like you're absolutely correct this sky is absolutely black wait you didn't leave you you stayed the whole weekend yeah i stayed because yeah no not the whole weekend we were leaving that night so we weren't <sighs> gonna stay over We were leaving that night. So I was like, we're just going to take it very easy now. I'm just going to let him say whatever he wants, whatever crazy nonsensical shit he's going to tell me. And I'm going to be like, you're absolutely right. Oh, my God, that is so brilliant. Why did not I think of that? That's amazing. And I just agreed with everything he said, because I didn't want to fucking die in my sleep. Uh, And the moment we got back, I was like, hey, thank you so much. But this isn't going to work out. And I was pretty scared, you know, because I was like, shit, is he going to try to come back and fucking take vengeance? to try to stab me to death or some shit but thank god oh he never goodness. came by but yeah that is the
0: most batshit fucking crazy thing i've experienced in that way i mean i can't even laugh about that i just like sitting here i feel That's like I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of the movie promising young woman but the roles yeah. are reversed yeah. and you're like so there's the my fuck? lovely
1: story um okay
0: <laughs> oh I, no i'm I laughing
1: about it takes <laughs> but you have to do it you oh. have to do it like what the, yo
0: oh my god, oh my god. I'm, I'm
1: so glad that nothing happened I was exactly I was I'm like terrified. the shining is here
0: I'm dating the fucking
1: shining that's oh who the fuck god. I'm what? dating right now Jesus. let that be
0: a lesson everybody listening don't say yes to Vegas birthday offers <laughs> until you guys yeah. are like super serious with each other that's crazy I'm sorry you had to experience exactly. that. that sounds. That he, sounds he's like fucking nuts uh, let's lighten yeah. things up shall yeah. we <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, you have been looking very very patiently. (laughs) I don't even know. Did you hear that story? Is that like fucking bananas?
2: (laughs) I'm enjoying it. I get to be a fly on the wall in conversations I wouldn't normally hear.
0: That's true. I'm dying to know... What came up for you? Like, what was going through your head? Any thoughts or opinions you want to share with us about anything that Mona and I were talked about?
2: I totally relate to what you guys are saying in a different in a different way. When you guys were talking about guys saying they don't want to FaceTime, I was really kind of intrigued because I don't FaceTime date. Like, I have guys who are like, hey, let's FaceTime real quick. I'm like, why the fuck do I want to FaceTime? You've seen my Instagram. Oh, you're one pictures. of those people. Yeah, I think it's so stupid because I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, all right, I'm gonna get there and the picture's 10 years old. Well, it's not 10 years old. So I'm in that mindset of like, I don't wanna have to clean up my apartment to do a fucking FaceTime. You know, like boys, we have messy places. We clean up before whoever's going to come over. So. I mean, Mona's I mean, been in just, my house. I don't even clean up.
0: You're just showing like a corner of your couch. It's not like a full house tour on the FaceTime. That's you know.
2: fair, but like, you know, maybe I'm more vain. I'm like, oh, I got to whip out the ring light. And, you know, am I going to, you know, use my Anastasia brow pen for this? Which I want to make so sure I look good.
0: It actually, it feels like more effort to you to FaceTime than to meet in real life.
2: For sure. I mean, I definitely, Oh. I look, I, I, look good on camera but i mean doesn't everyone kind of have that like i don't know if you guys have seen that meme of ursula like and it says like from the little mermaid it says this is what happens when you accidentally use the front facing camera but it's like the front facing camera gives you this weird like rounded look that's not real i don't know
0: i don't think i've ever heard anyone say that they don't want to do a facetime date because the front facing camera makes their face look weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> like one of my favorite things I've ever heard. But that's, that's so—you could see why. Like I think a lot of women might want to screen doing doing a Facetime date before like meeting people in real life. Yeah.
2: Oh, one hundred percent. I but I definitely I know in person I can knock it out the park. I think on on a camera, it, it just, it's not if the lighting's off or like, I don't know, the angle's not good. It's not necessarily, you know, it could look bad. I've seen people look terrible on camera and look great in person. And I think in today's more um, unforgiving society, people who are especially afraid of uh, commitment will find a reason, Like especially in the gay community, that angle doesn't look good or I don't know. So it's a little bit of fear, I guess.
0: Mona and I were talking about how she struggles with being a female comedian because when a woman is funny and when she can communicate her ideas and when she is holding a room, it's powerful, right? So we're talking about specifically like the male-female dynamic. Have have you felt a similar parallel story in the gay community where like a, like a power dynamic that takes people out of the level of attractiveness? There's some people that, um find women in power unattractive. Is there a mm. parallel qualifier in the gay community? 100%. Where... Is
2: there? 100%, penis size. <laughs> penis okay. size and wow. your your socioeconomic status, definitely. <gasps> Class? I, yeah, I met, a, I met a kid who um, was just like, hey, we should hang out. He was from China. His name was Chuang. I've told Mona this story. This kid was so sweet, and he like, sought me out twice. Second time he's like, Hey, come hang out with us. We're going to go get drinks. He leaves, he leaves the area. And his friend goes, seriously, he like literally just came to see you. I was like, cool. And he's like, yeah, you should hang out with him. His dad's worth like $3 billion. And I was like, Whoa, Never mind." <laughs> I think because of that, this might be a similar parallel. I tend to be like the more masculine energy in my relationships. And because he was a little more on the feminine side, and had lots of money, if I felt emasculated by his ability to provide something that I couldn't.
0: Oh my gosh! Okay,
2: wow. Yeah, one hundred percent. And he, I actually had seen him again, and he was like really interested. And it was just this idea of I don't want to be the guy. He says, Hey, let's go to Rome if we wind up dating. Let's go do this where I'm like afraid to pull out my Chase bank card and wonder if I'm overdrafting cuz I'm spending $700 on a meal. Like that's not going to fly. And even if he said, "Hey babe, I got it." To me that's just like I don't feel like Kevin Federline. <laughs> you know, like Britney Spears X, I don't want to feel like that.
0: I mean, nobody wants to feel like Kevin Federline. <laughs> True truly. But that's so um that's such a yeah, that's you you like totally pinned it, that word, like, masculization. There's so many things. It's it's really, it's an intricate balance, things that can emasculate different people. So in the case of like Mona's case, like that guy for some reason was emasculated by the fact that she was doing badass comedy in the middle of the room. But to the point that Mona and I were talking about, are we working to undo emasculization Uh. or is that just like a power dynamic that's never gonna go away?
2: I feel like the the newer generation, Gen X, or Gen Z rather, is doing a great job at that. I think I think we kind of might be stuck in our way as millennials because it's reinforced by what we see subconsciously on television.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: When you, But a, real quick, I want to say, when you were talking, Mona, about this guy, and I had heard a bit about this guy in the past, I find that what he's saying is actually, he's deflecting. What he's really saying is, I cannot, handle a woman like that. I don't know if I can keep up with you, if I can keep your attention and hold your focus, I'm gonna lose you. So then he's taking his power back by pushing you away and deflecting the reason why to my mother. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's imperative in this is that people are self-aware and we're lacking so much self-awareness in today's society where we can't say, I feel this and I wanna dive into why I feel this. Is it real? Is it based on any emotional baggage in the past? And we can't do that. So how can we all come to, from a grounded point of, point of view if we can't even admit where we fall short in our understanding of ourselves?
0: Absolutely, it's an open-ended question. There's no answer. Like we're all trying to like be better versions of ourselves and, and having these conversations, I think like on the podcast and trying to dismantle like who set up these stupid rules for dating and for society and falling in love and and you know men versus women in the first place. Uh, but you're totally going in the right direction. I mean, it really, it it just starts with yourself and you have to come back and be like, well, why am I triggered by that thing? Or like, why does this piss me off? Or what, what about that situation was not okay for me so that I can grow and move forward and make a better
2: match the next time
0: around, you know?
2: Exactly. 100%.
0: I feel better guys. I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There is hope.
0: Yeah. Seriously. You guys, this has been like a a crazy, crazy podcast episode. And like, I really don't think I've cursed so much and laughed so much in a really long time. So I so appreciate you just bringing your open energy and your crazy dating stories. Like capital C crazy to to this podcast and to share them honestly with a total stranger. I give you so much credit. I hope we can stay connected on social media and like get to be new friends because, you know, what's the pandemic for if you can't make virtual friends, right? That's right. Amen. Um, if people want to follow you and your comedy Mona, tell people where they can find you.
1: All right. You can follow me on my YouTube channel at Mona Shake, uh, which is S-H-A-I-K-H comedian. Uh, same name for Facebook, same for TikTok and I'm on Instagram and Twitter at
0: Mona's comedy. Awesome. But really you guys should get on the Mona bandwagon because she is just she's what did i say earlier she's doing the lord's work (laughs) thank you she's out there you are i love a i love a unapologetic badass feminist Empowered, opinionated woman. So, bravo to you. What? Well, thank you. That's yeah. That's and also I love keeping all those me. all those qualities in in uh, in men too, Jonathan. So,
2: <laughs> appreciated. <it. laughs>
0: not to say you're not part of that. I I think there, there should be more comics. There should be more diverse comics. I love what you're doing, trying to uh, change the world of comedy out there in L.A. and hopefully maybe oh, I don't know, the entire country pretty soon um, and getting new voices out there. So uh, thank you very much. Congratulations to you. You bet. That's it for this episode of Hashtag Single, you guys. As always, if you found it fun and you uh, know someone in your circle that you think will enjoy it, please pass it along. Please make sure to hit uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you can help our content rise to the top. Give us a like and a rating if you uh, are feeling so inclined. And be sure to follow us at hashtag pod on Instagram so we can make you laugh some more. And we will catch you next time.